a special deep dive episode where we will focus on just one illustrative example and analyze the shit out of it. While we talked about a lot of empires last episode, the fact that we failed to mention the most prominent one during the time left a lot of listeners perplexed. Some even had the audacity to call us incompetent. The call on these people. We assure you that we were just saving the best for last. Today's episode is dedicated to no other than the Ming Empire, the biggest, baddest empire that never reached its full potential. Let's dive into it. We've broken down the subject into important categories. Let's start with the historical context as a brief overview, the foundations of the Ming Dynasty. After the Yuan Dynasty collapsed, the Ming Dynasty rose up to take its place and restore native rule to China. Emperor Hongwu, emperor of the Ming Dynasty, drove the Mongols out of China and built a tightly centralized state. At first, the Ming Dynasty emphasized exploration, but shifted towards isolationist policies after revamping their economy. While the Ming Dynasty was a period of growth, it was also riddled with inflation, corruption, and rebellion. The theme in AP World History is the importance of architecture. One of the remarkable accomplishments of the Ming Dynasty was the great reconstruction works of the new capital Beijing and the refurbishing and extension of the Great Wall. While the Great Wall had been built in earlier times, most of what it is seen today was either built or repaired by the Ming. The brick and granite work was enlarged, the watchtowers were redesigned, and cannons were placed along its length. Next up is the economy. In order to recover from the rule of Mongols and the wars that followed, the Hongwu Emperor enacted pro-agricultural policy. Ming farmers also introduced many innovations such as water-powered plows and new agricultural methods such as crop rotation. This led to a massive agricultural surplus that became the basis of a market economy. The early Ming Dynasty attempted to use paper currency, but it experienced massive counterfeiting and, and hyperinflation. In order to combat this, the government made the decision to collect all taxes in silver. This benefited the economy since alternative forms of taxation, such as labor, are not easily mobile and food tributes often result in riots eventually. This made it easier for the government to pay for services and support the bureaucracy, though eventually inflation became a problem as the supply of silver continued to increase. While silver did solve the issues of hyperinflation with paper currency, the dramatic spike in silver's value in China made payment of taxes nearly impossible for most provinces. Eventually, the government even resumed the use of paper currency amid Li Zicheng's rebellion. Innovations. The Ming Dynasty was the most prosperous era of China. One of the reasons was due to the invention of woodblock color printing, paper, and the two-color printing process. It suppresses all the preceding printing techniques of the previous dynasties. Woodblock carving and wood movable type were enhanced to perfection. The massive production of documents was also made easy and possible because of the invention of two-color printing process. However, this technological growth did not last. At the beginning of the Ming Dynasty, China was a world leader in the use of gunpowder-based weaponry, shipbuilding, and navigation, and the production of porcelain and various other materials requiring technological knowledge. Zheng He's fleet sought trade and established relations across the sea with the help of navigational technology and state-of-the-art ships. Many of these developments did not continue further into Ming rule. Because of a strong belief in the superiority of their own culture, the Ming emperors chose to close the country's doors to foreign ideas and people. 
limiting access to a few port cities in the south, and imperial expeditions were terminated as the economy shifted towards agriculture, opting to gain revenue from land taxes rather than trade. Scientific investigations also lagged, and by the end of the dynasty, China was importing weaponry and weapon technologies from Europe, where shipbuilding and navigational skills had become far advanced, far more advanced. The developments that did occur during the Ming Dynasty were largely focused on refinements in in existing technologies. Examples of these refinements can be found in the porcelains and textile industries, which they still dominated institutions and new approaches in order to create stability and trust with his subjects. This included building schools at all levels and increasing study of the classics as well as books on morality. There was also a distribution of Neo-Confucian ritual manuals and a new civil service examination system for recruitment into the bureaucracy. Last but not least, let's take a look at how the Great Ming Empire came to an end. The Ming Dynasty survived just beyond the mid-16th century, when several problems weakened the dynasty. One example were the pirates and smugglers, who operated almost at will against the east coast of China. Another cause of the collapse was the series of famines that struck China, which thoroughly impacted their agricultural economy. The government was unable to organize relief efforts, which struck rebellion throughout China. Things just got worse and worse, and soon the government collapsed like dominoes. As rebels climbed over the walls of the Forbidden City and looted the imperial court, the Ming emperor and his family committed suicide, which resulted in the end of the Ming dynasty. And on that happy note, we conclude our special deep dive episode. Honestly, if I hear the word Ming again, I'm going to puke. Yeah, we really went over the top with this one. Too much information never hurt anybody. I think our lesson listeners are more prepared for the exam now i should hope so it was a real pain to do all this research we finally reached the end of this unit let's go get some rest